Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a recap of all the day's news from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess. Coming up today, Arizona follows Texas's lead in trying to make border crossing a state crime. They themselves bypassed all of the procedures for everyday voters to be able to participate. The state attorney general announces indictments for school voucher fraud. They created children that didn't exist and gave them fake disability diagnoses. And the governor may try to fire some university regents. First up today, this week the Arizona legislature passed a bill that would make it a state crime to cross the border unauthorized. Senate Bill 1231 would allow state and local law enforcement to arrest migrants suspected of crossing the border and would allow Arizona judges to issue orders of deportation. We have more in this report from Danielle Kamara. Republican leadership in the House yesterday made a special motion to bring the bill to a vote. Alejandro Gomez, executive director of Lucha, a pro-immigrant organization, said this sidestepped the public's ability to provide testimony on the bill. They themselves bypassed all of the procedures and all of the rules that matter for everyday voters to be able to participate. And what they said is, we're just going to fast track this. Governor Katie Hobbs has said she will veto the bill, calling it an anti-immigrant measure. The bill is similar to one in Texas that was blocked today by a federal judge days before going into effect. I'm Danielle Kamara, AZPM News. A state grand jury has indicted five people, including three former Department of Education employees, for allegedly defrauding the state's school voucher program. More on that story from Wayne Shutsky. Attorney General Chris Mays accused the individuals of forging documents to defraud the program of over $600,000. To put it simply, they created ghost students with forged birth certificates, children that didn't exist, and gave them fake disability diagnoses that would make them eligible for larger funding amounts. Mays alleged the Education Department employees approved the fraudulent requests for voucher dollars. That money is supposed to pay for educational expenses, but Mays says it was used for luxury purchases. Those three employees were fired last year after the attorney general began her investigation. They faced dozens of felony charges, including conspiracy, forgery, and money laundering. Wayne Shutsky, Phoenix. A spokesperson for Governor Katie Hobbs says she's exploring whether she has the power to expel members of the Arizona Board of Regents, the body that oversees state universities. Hobbs has blasted the regents for what she calls their failed oversight of the University of Arizona's finances. The governor is scheduled to meet with university leadership and the regents in person next week regarding the school's $177 million budget shortfall. University officials plan to cut budgets and lay off employees to try to eliminate the deficit. Hobbs says the regents' handling of the crisis is heading in the wrong direction, and she focused most of her criticism on regents' chair, Fred Duvall. Duvall threatened to sue a UA faculty member for questioning his involvement with a private investment company. Hobbs condemned Duvall's response. University of Arizona President Robert Robbins is forming a new University Advisory Council following concerns over shared governance between faculty and administration. Paola Rodriguez has the story. 
The council will combine faculty, staff, and students who will meet regularly with senior administration. The move comes one week after Arizona Board of Regent Lyndall Manson urged Robbins to establish new faculty leadership after a cease and desist letter was sent to UA Faculty Senate Chair Layla Hudson. The Faculty Senate works in shared governance with Robbins and his administration. Last week, Hudson raised concerns over a conflict of interest regarding ABOR Chair Fred Duvall's time on the board and his previous role at a private equity firm. Duvall maintains the two did not overlap. Robbins will be working with college deans and others to pick inaugural council members. The first meeting is expected in March. I'm Paola Rodriguez, AZPM News. First Lady Jill Biden will be making a campaign stop in Tucson this weekend. The White House announced she will arrive Friday night and will speak at an unidentified political event on Saturday morning. On a party-line vote, the Arizona Senate has passed a measure that would protect a presidential nominee of any recognized political party from being excluded or removed from the general election ballot if accused of violating the 14th Amendment. That constitutional amendment bars federal office to anyone who's engaged in insurrection against the federal government or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. Republican backers of the bill say it's about fairness for former President Donald Trump. Courts have not yet decided whether Trump did violate the 14th Amendment. A Maricopa County Superior Court judge dismissed a lawsuit challenging a campaign finance disclosure law approved by voters in 2022. Once again, Wayne Schutzke reports. The Voters' Right to Know Act requires any organization that spends more than $50,000 on a statewide race to publicly disclose the names of donors who have given at least $5,000. The Center for Arizona Policy, an organization opposed to abortion rights, and the conservative Arizona Free Enterprise Club filed a lawsuit that argued the new rules would endanger their donors. But Judge Scott McCoy ruled the organizations failed to provide any evidence that disclosing donor names would lead to harassment or threats of violence against those individuals. Former Attorney General Terry Goddard, who worked to pass the new law, applauded the ruling. He, I think, very appropriately said that this was uh, something that the public obviously wanted and that it served a valid public purpose. An attorney for the plaintiffs says they plan to appeal the ruling. Wayne Shutsky, Phoenix. National Democrats are putting money behind efforts to flip control of the Arizona legislature this year. The Democratic Legislative Campaign Committee announced it's investing more than $61,000 in Arizona as part of a $750,000 investment in seven states across the country. It's one of the largest investments the group is making in any single state. The Deputy Secretary of the U.S. Department of Energy met with Navajo and Hopi leaders to discuss an unprecedented federal investment in solar energy for tribal homes. From KNAU and Flagstaff, Melissa Seveny reports. The Navajo-led nonprofit Native Renewables received an $8 million grant to install off-grid, battery-powered solar systems in Navajo and Hopi homes. It's part of a $366 million clean energy package for 20 states and 30 tribal nations announced this week by the Biden administration. U.S. Deputy Energy Secretary David Turk says it's the largest federal investment in tribal energy ever made. And the fact that this one grant, this $8 million, will provide 300 homes, 300 families with electricity, like just that real-world impact is just so, uh, it's humbling, it's inspiring, and we just need to do a lot more of that. Navajo Nation President Boo Nigren adds the grant offers hope to families. 
and they're going to be able to access refrigerators, lighting. Kids can be able to, instead of wondering when they're going to study because they ran out of generators or they don't have, have enough oil lamps for the fuel, that they can do their homework at night and not have to worry about it. The U.S. Department of Energy estimates 20 percent of Navajo homes and a third of Hopi homes aren't hooked up to electricity. I'm Melissa Sivany in Flagstaff. The Navajo Nation is expecting to finalize the details of a settlement that could mean access to piped water for tribal members who are living without it. Michelle Marisco reports. The proposal would settle all of the Navajo Nation's water rights claims as well as those for the Hopi and the San Juan Paiute tribes. The agreement uses water from the Colorado River and the Little Colorado as well as groundwater and aquifers on tribal lands. Tribal officials said Wednesday the settlement will avoid costly litigation. The agreement is slated to be finalized over the next few days, then approved by the tribal governments, Arizona, and then the U.S. Congress. But officials warned there's no guarantee Congress will fund infrastructure projects to pipe water into tribal communities. In Flagstaff, I'm Michel Marisco. And that should catch you up on everything we've covered at the Arizona Public Media Newsroom. Thanks for listening. When you can't catch our on-air newscasts, you can always get caught up with our podcast. Be sure to subscribe to AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess. We'll be back tomorrow.